Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. This is the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm wearing my own genitals. And I brought the conditioner. Oh, that sounded that's like a weird turn there. This is I'm not sure we can leave this in. Luckily, the only people who've listened to the Bill Simmons podcast know the context. It'll make sense. It was a slow week for Bill Simmons and Very his podcast. Slow. There were only two. The first one was with Russello, uh, and the second one was mostly with just Bill. And then with a, a very late in the can Adam Scott interview, ostensibly to promote Big Little Lies. But based on our conversations in preparation for this podcast, Matt, and Wikipedia, it appears it was recorded May 20th. Yes. And since it was published June 14th, that's a pretty significant amount of time in between. And they only talk about Big Little Lies for like two minutes, maybe. It's strange. I'm not sure what the point of this was. Adam Scott at the end apologized for uh, not talking about sports. I was fine with that. Wouldn't accept it. The first part of the week with Russillo was one hour, 57 minutes and 30 seconds. The second one, the one that included like 47 minutes of just Bill talking by himself uh, and then concluded with the Adam Scott interview was one hour, 42 minutes and 18 seconds. This has got to be the least amount of Bill Simmons podcast speaking content since we've been doing this and and really in recent memory. I think it's a harbinger, a harbinger, a harbinger. I think think it is harbinger. I think it's a harbinger. I'm not sure who's bringing the har, (laughs) but I know who's binging on it. I think it's a harbinger of what's to come because the content is drying up. It is shriveling. All right. For the first episode of the week, this is uh, Bill and Ryan. You can tell he's excited. Yeah. You know what? This is the one after the KD injury. Uh, so this is the one where Bill is very enthusiastic in his introduction and gets a word wrong or mispronounces a word within about five seconds. Tonight's, uh, we're very excited to do this episode of the BS podcast. He also puts a weird pause 51 seconds into the episode. This is before Pearl Jam, a pause in sweatshirts. Basics, pants, shorts, sweatshirts. Can't speak. I'm so excited to do this pod. Outerwear. Even though he was enthusiastic, even though he really wanted to get this going, and even though Ryan was right there, he could have just said it again like we do numerous times. Like I just did with Harbinger. Oh, no, we're leaving that in, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Harbinger's remaining. At 107, again, still before Pearl Jam. It sounds like there's an edit before he says jcp.com. MSX by Michael Strahan, available exclusively at JCPenney. Visit a store near you or go to jcp.com. Pearl Jam, one minute, 18 seconds. Very good. Nice and early. Bill's continued trend toward the Yiddish pronunciation of words that start with H, including this. Mark Gasol holding holding Draymond from behind. Holding from behind. I don't know what what the deal is with this. I don't know if it's an affectation of his or... Are weird, like an impediment or what? I, but I've only noticed it recently. The other day I was watching some cooking thing on YouTube and a guy referred to uh, a certain kind of Jewish bread as challah. At 1441, Bill massacres, or perhaps shoots to death, this metaphor by suggesting after a false start that there are no bullets in the holster. They got no guns, no bullets in the holster left other than Clay and Steph basically have to make 12 to 14 threes between them. Now, Matt, you and I, are not firearms aficionados, but I'm fairly confident that the way guns work is you put the gun in the holster, you put the bullet in the gun, and then you use the gun to fire the bullet after you take it out of the holster. Now, some 
Fancy gun belts have areas where you can hold your magazines full of bullets or special cowboy belts have those little loops where you can stick individual bullets. But What's I, that thing you wear across your chest? Bandolier. Yeah. You think that's what he's talking about? No. no. I just think those are cool. <laughs> Bill says that uh, Kevin Durant only played because he wanted to play. Not the Warriors' fault. Immediately blames the Warriors for like a minute and a half. <laughs> I felt like this whole podcast with the Warriors KD thing, Bill could not decide what side of this debate is on. Ostensibly, I think he's really on the side of the Kevin Durant is a grown man. He'll play if he wants to. But then later in the the second podcast where he's talking by himself like an idiot, he talks about how, I can't remember who it was, Jay, Jay Williams maybe has like... Yeah, a, yeah, it uh, was Jason Williams because yeah. he's on the like the breakfast show, but he also is uh, on, a, on another production. With yeah, and he sort of Durant. implies that the, the Warriors... Not, not that they leaned on him to play, but basically that like they misled him or did a negligent job yeah, of misdiagnosed. finding out what the injury was. I can't uh, decide what Bill uh, what Bill thinks about this. I'm kind of bummed, not about anything Simmons has to say, but it just feels like a an ignominious ending to an otherwise very enjoyable five years of the NBA. And now we're going to be stuck with maybe Kawhi in the East and then AD and LeBron and whoever else they cobble together in the West. Yeah, It's going to suck. It is. Uh, at 4740, Bill told this story about how there is some picture or video. By the way, we should try and find this bad preparation. Oh, I know what you're talking um, about. Yeah. Bill waving at someone who got hurt. So the, the, the background of the story is the Toronto fans were cheering when Durant tore his Achilles. Bill, I guess, feels sympathy for the Toronto fans because of one time when he was 15 and had these season tickets that sort of overlooked the tunnel. He found... At the he, Old Garden. Yeah, at the Old Garden in Boston. He waved at a guy who got hurt. I can't remember who it was. Michael Cooper's... And he was perceived, or maybe he believes he would would have been perceived as having been taunting that guy. When in reality, he was just waving. There was this clip that was online <laughs> to me once. Um, when I you know, I had those seats in the tunnel with my dad for the Celtic games. And Michael Cooper's getting carried off because he hurt his leg. And I'm like 15. I'm wearing like a BLA shirt and I have a hat on. And as he's walking by, I kind of wave at him. Bill was fucking taunting that guy. There's no way he wasn't. I definitely wasn't taunting him. I was like a super awkward 15-year-old who just saw him and like gave him like a wave. Yeah, well, he's not suggesting that the the Toronto fans uh, are somehow exempt from this. What he's doing is distinguishing himself from Toronto because what he's saying is he is an awkward 15-year-old boy who was awkwardly waving at, at an injured player who was being carted off. I was like a super awkward 15-year-old who just saw him and like gave him like a wave. You know the way 15-year-old boys <laughs> love to awkwardly wave at grown injured men. Do you think that this was forethought on Bill's part, that as he's complaining about this with Ryan, and Ryan was fired up about it, that he was thinking to himself, man, I know there might be this picture of me waving at some guy and could be perceived as taunting, so he wanted to get out in front of it? I think so. I think he's pretty sensitive, even though he does a decent job of acting like he's not. And man, you're right. I would love to see the video of him (laughs) awkwardly waving, as 15-year-old men do, to fallen professional athletes and in no way taunting or making fun of him by sarcastic. It was just so obvious. It's like, you don't even have to tell this story, Bill. Like, we get it. I honestly think I've seen it. And what he does is he waves (laughs) and then looks like he's getting caught waving. And then kind of tries to hide it and act like that's not what he was doing. He's definitely <laughs> waving at the guy, but then it looks like he stops because he's like, oh, this could get me in trouble. <laughs> that's my take on it. Great, great stuff. At 105.04, Bill tells Kyle to stop yawning. As Kyle is performing the duties of Kyle's job, he is producing the Bill Simmons podcast. 
and you're like, okay, well, what, you know, they, they're Gotta now stop Bill Simmons has in the past defended Kyle and said, Kyle is actually competent. That was on May 28th. I mean, unless your boss was like Stalin, I feel like that's an insult. Well, anytime somebody uses the word actually these days, <laughs> the implication is I'm surprised <laughs> by whatever they say after the word actually. When somebody says actually, the connotation is you did a thing which surprised me. It took yeah, me by surprise. It was the opposite of what I expected to happen. So Kyle, who was actually competent, as Bill said about three weeks ago, does manage to yawn during his job. Yawn to a degree that it's either distracting or audible to his boss and uncle. Not cousin. Matt, I know you have something at 118. I have something at 118.32. Yeah, I think we have the same thing. Was it that the NBA was changing on its axis? Yes. It we felt like one of those Toronto. NBA changing on its axis type of nights. Bill, not sure how axes work. <laughs> what he's thinking is, it's just, it's a thing that revolves around a center point, an axis, <laughs> and it's going to have a different axis now. Maybe it's going to spin differently, like Pluto or whatever. So it will change on its... But he's... Yeah, it's the same axis. It's just changing on it. I'm not sure if you can come up with an explanation for how that works. At 118.49, this is how Bill says valiantly. Then he tries valiantly to play. Not sure how he managed to get that many sounds into valiantly three three syllables. Too many syllables. At 124.43, snort. <laughs> Gluten-free. Matt, you're a fan of superheroes. I am. I'm a fan of superheroes. You are. You know who's not a superhero? James Bond. I agree. James Bond is, at best, a super spy. He has no superpowers and is not affiliated with any, or in league, as some would say, with anyone who has superpowers. Mm -hmm. So to suggest that James Bond is a superhero is strike one against Bill from a nerd culture standpoint. James Bond is... Daniel Craig, he's not from here. Well, he should. That should always be. Well, we could be. We could have an American James Bond every once in a while. Strike two is to suggest there have been too many English individuals <laughs> who have played James Bond, who is a member of Her Majesty's Secret Service. <laughs> that is to say, the English. I Secret think Ryan Service. called him on this, right? No, no, that's okay. They, that's theirs. Yeah, he totally Cause, did. Because the point wasn't this Ryan's like stupid point about how Spider Man has been English for the last. Few Spider Man. Yeah, or there's whatever. too many foreign individuals playing American yeah, superheroes. And Bill thought that too many English James Bonds. <laughs> yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> Man, I think what this goes back to is his disdain for individuals who speak in British accents, mm. much like the actors in Chernobyl did. I have nothing against the accent. And you are on record as hating the English accent, finding it despicable and ugly, and also people who use it are bad people, bad individuals, and most likely damned to hell. And that's why you hated Chernobyl. All checks out. At 142.30, Ryan espouses his anti-Pam from the office sentiments. I'm not the biggest Pam guy. It's well documented. Yeah, you, you, when you you're binge watch pam When you binge watch The Office, you realize she's a horrible human being. I like Pam. Was she that bad? I don't think so, but I see Ryan's point. I'm going to bring the tweet up. Tell me. Ryan says, these are the things that Pam did. Cheated on Roy. I mean, she kissed Jim. She got kissed by Jim. No, they kiss again. Okay. They kiss twice. I mean, it's the same uh, encounter, but they kiss twice. Also, emotionally cheated. I mean, he was, she was, the the f led Jim on for years. Yeah, okay, arguably. Jealous of Katie. I think Katie is the one, who, the go, one who goes to Florida. I don't know that she was jealous of Katie. I mean, no, also, Katie was a slut who was trying to sleep with Jim. Well, let's not slut shame. She was a person who did not respect Jim's wedding vows or Pam's wedding vows. He said, uh, also, got back with Roy, but then was awkward about Karen, I assume with Jim. Also, I'm not sure that's entirely true. 
I don't think she really ever got back with Roy. She was awkward about Karen. Lied to co-workers and management about office administrator position. That is true. She just made up a position. No, well, she also told them it existed when it didn't. And then when Gabe tried to call her on it, she basically used Gabe's sort of, uh, do I have to go above your head, Gabe? And Gabe was like, no, 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 I don't want that to happen. And then Gabe just kind of capitulated. But she did sort of lie about that. The, she lied to the extent that she told people the position existed. Jim supported her dream. She asked him to give up on his. Kind of true. Did she ask him to give up on his? The, like, sports thing. Oh, yeah. she do it at the very end? She lets him go. They go. They move, right? I mean, my position on that is when he supports her dream, they're either newlywed or dating. Uh, when she's anti his dream, they have two kids. Fair. Harass Danny. That's not really true. And then had an emotional connection with the cameraman. Uh, had an emotional connection with the cameraman. It, first of all, it's wrong. It was the um, boom, the boom mic guy. Yeah. Um, and I mean that goes back to our Reese's Reese not a Chris not a fan of uh, emotional cheating. Also, first comment is. Build a steel cage friend zone and lock Toby in it for seven years. I like that one. She did kind of do that. And then the one where yeah, Toby goes to Costa Rica, she says that she thinks he's cute. Yeah, but when she builds a steel cage friend zone and locks Toby in it, she is his friend and he's a different gender? It's not as bad as Ryan makes it seem like. No, I'm still going to back Pam. I like fine. Her. She's I like not Pam. bad. She's yeah. not perfect, but so what? At 151.07, there's a conversation about how Ryan should bring his dad in for a Father's Day episode. And Bill should bring his dad in for the same Father's Day episode, but they're not sure if they have enough mics. <laughs> Four-way dad? Do we have enough mics? Ask Kyle. Oh, uh, we can make it happen. <laughs> Since he's never on the f***ing mic in the first <laughs> place, I think they probably could cobble together four mics. At 153.25, Ryan's talking about how he had previously discussed the worst year of his life, and it was pretty funny. And then they talked about how they could make a worst year of your life show, but it would probably pretty quickly turn into very sad, tragic things about, you know, people dying or people having horrible diseases. Then Bill makes the same point. And then Ryan points out that Bill was making the same point he just made. And then the first time it's actually a really horrible year because of health reasons or a death in the family, that's not a good podcast. It's a terrible podcast. Well, it's also so, when you have a guest on and their worst year ever was like really, really awful. That's my point. Good job, Ryan. Bill, not sure you were paying attention to the Bill Simmons podcast. The second and final episode of the week was from June 14th. It starts out with a long Bill Simmons talking to Bill Simmons portion. Yeah, it's like if Bill Simmons had a uh, sports talk radio show, but with no callers. 48 seconds in, he begins a trend that continues throughout this episode uh, that I don't remember ever hearing from him or from anyone else. When he's talking about Eastern time and Pacific time, he abbreviates them to E-T and P-T. 10 E-T, 7 P-T. And then that persists throughout the episode. Have you ever heard this? No. It's always just Eastern yeah. or Pacific. I think it's E-S-T or P-S-T, technically. Yeah. Right? E-D-T, Eastern Daylight Time. Yeah. It's midnight, P-T. Pearl Jam at 129. Again, good. At 220, Bill reverts to his favorite trope, all that stuff. I'm going to talk about injury luck and all that stuff later. At 245, he makes this very circular point where he basically says, Clay had a freak injury, but then he reverts to Dr. Bill mode and says that the freak injury was caused because of the load management issues and that the Warriors uh, have just basically run all these guys into the ground. And then he says they run all these guys into the ground, and it's a shame that they ran them into the ground right up until the end of this whole Warriors dynasty. 
But the reason the Warriors dynasty is at an, is at an end is because of the injuries. It's a bizarre circular uh, point that I'm not sure. It's one of those things where I think he just started talking. And then no guest to uh, <laughs> shut him up. Bill is unable to use the correct letters to start these words. A real run in the West? First of all, he wants to make sure we are damn clear that he did not watch this game live because he has to go to his daughter's eighth grade graduation. Yeah. As a parent, that's what yeah. he's supposed to do. points out that he's getting lots of parent points. Yeah, which is a little lame. It's a little like yeah. back clapping. I don't know why, why he needed to do that. On the other hand, I also don't know why he needed to rush this episode. If he's not doing an immediate response, mm-hmm. who's he doing this for? Unclear. Just record it the next day and I have yep. a guest. And there was a speech for every <laughs> kid. There's a speech for every kid. I wrote that down. What the hell? How many kids are in this? Now, I hope it's a really small enrollment. Well, maybe it is a really small enrollment because it's a really prestigious private school. Speaking of being prestigious and small, have you noted how Bill has been on more than one occasion noting all the famous people who are in, in his kids' sports teams now? Yeah. And then somebody, it might have been House, on a previous episode was like, Oh, man, name dropping all these people. And he was like, well, it's just, I mean, I live in L.A. These people are just around. Bullshit, Bill. Do you think John Hamm has his kids in, like, you know, the same daycare as Joe Schmo meth addicts kids? Right before the Beach for Every Kid line, Bill says that it would be crazy for the Celtics to mortgage the future for AD. But with the league end upended, maybe they should. Who, I think it would be crazy for them to mortgage the farm for Anthony Davis, but... If the league is going to be this up in the air, maybe they should. Seems like contrary points. <laughs> I'll take both for 200, Alex. I can't imagine a speech for every kid. Let's say it's a small eighth grade class. 30? Yeah, I was thinking even 20, which but means there's insane. basically one eighth grade teacher. I went to a really small eighth grade class. Like <laughs> <laughs> Just one? <laughs> when I was in eighth grade, all right, uh-huh. the class was very small. There were like 25 kids in it. Let's say each one gets a two-minute speech. <laughs> It's still 50 minutes of speaking for the kids, and that doesn't include, I guess, whatever the in-between speaking parts are. Yeah, the walking to get whatever kind of diploma you have. There's definitely going to be songs, and that's two minutes per kid. It's great. You're moving on to high school. Do we need a ceremony? Well, it's like kindergarten graduation. Yeah. At 8.09, Bill absolutely outs his Canadian friend, Rebecca. (laughs) Our friend Rebecca, who's from Canada, who's sitting right behind me and who's on her phone the whole time. Who is watching the Toronto Raptors, which is not that big of a deal. I certainly wouldn't have held uh, it against Bill if he was checking on the scores of the game. Here is where it definitely does not pay off to be Bill's friend because he describes her reaction to the game, again, after naming her as Rebecca and after further describing her as Canadian. So everybody in the school knows (laughs) Rebecca, the Canadian, he describes the way she listens to the game like this. I could hear her like doing little weird grunts and stuff a couple times. Again, this is presumably a woman named Rebecca. And all he wants to talk about is her weird grunts. <laughs> Bill says he didn't want to watch the game uh, on his phone or follow it on his phone because everyone there would know him and it would get out. Fuck you, Bill. So famous. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, he does live in L.A., man. 50 seconds later, Bill says Toronto is your 2018-2019 champions. And Toronto is our 2019 champions. <laughs> Toronto is singular. Champions is plural. Yeah. The Toronto Raptors are your champions. Are. Or Toronto is your champion. Yep. Nice catch, Kyle. Kyle, Game of Thrones expert, according to Bill. When him and Adam Scott are talking about it, he oh, says... when he... Yeah, when he and... Uh, when he and Adam Scott are talking about no, no, Bill feels when he and Adam Scott are talking about Game of Thrones, Bill notes that Kyle is the one that his wife and 
he <laughs> always turned to for the questions. You know, and uh, Adam Scott goes, "Oh, did you read the books?" And he says, "No." So basically, <laughs> is it just like Kyle pays better attention? <laughs> That is great. <laughs> who knows what Bill thinks incorrectly based on producer Kyle, who is, what is, what is he, acceptable? At 11, competent. He's competent, competent. right. At 11.25, Bill at a Freudian slip calls Toronto the Stanley Cup champions. Now they're the Stanley, the, uh, not Stanley Cup, the NBA Finals champions. Of course, they're the NBA champions, which he corrects. What's funny about that is, this is ostensibly a sports podcast. His team was just in the Stanley Cup final and lost at the St. Louis Blues. Almost no coverage whatsoever. At 26-26, a conversation yeah, about uh, the Raptors GM, Masai Ujiri. Yeah. Jumping to the Washington. You know, whether he's going to jump to the Washington or wherever, but. At 27-59, that trade doesn't pale in comparison. I mean, that trade doesn't pale in comparison. <laughs> Why don't we talk about trades that do? <laughs> what is he talking about? And then, Matt, what I have to believe is your favorite moment of the week when Bill points out this probably should have been Philadelphia's title. I agreed. What's ironic, he says, is that there are a lot of Philly fans on the staff who like the 76ers, which would be absolutely bonkers if there were a lot of <laughs> Philly fans on the staff who despised or were apathetic toward Philadelphia's professional sports team. Mm. At 33-16, if I'm a Philly fan, and I know how close I was, that would drive me nuts. Matt? This just seems like twisting the knife. Please, go on. <laughs> is this conspiracy Bill just trying to step on? It is. Uh, He's just being a dickhead. Matt, one slow tear rolls down his face. <laughs> At 35.04, you be the judge of the word that comes before stamps.com. Let's talk about our old friend stamps.com. Matt, for my money, that was friend. Friends. <laughs> I think you called him an OG sponsor. They're an OG sponsor, Kyle. Yes, OG. <laughs> so you would think he would know how to say their name correctly <laughs> or have enough respect. For the original gangster stamps.com to re-record friend <laughs> at 4348. Durant is a fantastic offensive player with his size and all that stuff. Fantastic offensive player and with his size and all that stuff. <laughs> Everything else yeah, he does besides stuff. being seven foot tall <laughs> falls into the all that stuff column on the spreadsheet. Should we trade for Kevin Durant? Well, let's see. What, what does he have in the uh, pros column? Size? What else? All that stuff. Watch well, just two things. At 47.35, there's an ad for Bud Light Lemon Tea, which is a sponsor, which Kyle, who we believe is somewhat of a fan of drinking, has never heard of. Bud Light Lemon Tea? Did you know about this, Kyle? <laughs> no. Kyle, who is the producer of the f***ing podcast, is not aware presumably, of the ad read. Presumably has some knowledge of the ad read, has never heard of it. Oh, is that a thing? I'd like to try that. I looked it up on the, the Budweiser website, and it looks shockingly... <laughs> unappetizing it's the color <laughs> way more urine than i'm prepared to deal with and the kind of like you should have been drinking more water kind of urine and it's in a clear bottle really oh. feels risky yeah uh, despite my criticism of bud light lemon tea i would drink it especially because bill believes it is the ideal drink for summer it's the ideal drink for summer now as we said the last portion of any podcast bill released in last week was with adam scott <laughs> was recorded somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 days prior. This is really bizarre. Well, you want to know what's bizarre is the amount of affirmation in this podcast, especially coming from Adam Scott. Matt, do you have two minutes to kill? Always. Here are the times Bill and Adam affirmed each other. Literally. Yeah. Switch, yeah. Switch. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Come on. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of stuff like that. Scott makes a reference to geology, 
which we love, uh, and seismology, which we love even more. However, he manages to pronounce a word wrong. Acting school was just a seismic shift. Bill, how is that word supposed to be pronounced? Seismic. Are you sure that's it? Could you give us another <laughs> exemplar? Seismic. Oh, sorry, Mr. Scott. I guess you got it wrong. But note, did not correct that, Scott. I'll tell you, as a man from the Midwest, Matt, the idea that people from New York and Los Angeles know things better than people from, say, Kansas City is a little irritating. It's very condescending. Yeah, but people I think in town it was probably like it. LA and New York, and that's yeah, it. Probably. Like if you're in Kansas City. Now, maybe I don't have to sit through a speech for every single eighth grader who graduates, but I know a thing or two about a thing or two. Matt, somehow we managed to make uh, two episodes worth of podcasts into a whole podcast. That's impressive. Yes, as always, we are impressed with ourselves. Would you agree with that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, me too. Yeah. 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 It's been the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast, and I'm Chris. And I'm Matt.